So did you see that uh, you can now get a Mario Kart app on the iPhone? You can? Maybe on Android, too. I don't know. I don't have one, so I can't speak there. I'm probably going to waste a lot of time now. I have been. Does I'm- your phone even support games? Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's an SE. It has all the guts of the current ones. How many times have I got to tell you this? It doesn't have the same guts of the 11. It says it does. No, it doesn't. The processor is like five, six years behind. No. Yeah. It's not that far back. Oh, you're pretty far back. Gold is best. Gold is best. What's my phone? <laughs> iPhone gold. There you go. I have a iPhone black. It's space gray. Sorry. But at any rate, no. So they have this Mario Kart app. And I honestly, I got it like two months ago, half inebriated one night. It was like four ninety nine. I'm like, yeah, I'll go ahead and sign up for this. Finally played it the other day. Yeah, I got sucked in pretty good. It took you a month to play the game? Probably two, actually. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things you buy when you've been drinking a few and you don't think about it. And then like one day you're scrolling your phone because, you know, the new apps go to the back where not much good is. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, I did buy this app. Oh, man, you just ruined my life. I'm just telling you. So where I was going with this is it says it's not there yet, but I think you can do like online races with friends. You can tell they're they're wanting to get to that part of the platform. Have you downloaded Mario Run yet? It's a couple years old, but it's worth it. John, we all know I can't keep up with your eight-minute miles. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How are you, Zeke Baker? Can't complain any. Can't complain. You've had a long sickness. You've been under the weather. It's been a couple weeks now. It's cold up in this place, man. It is. I like it cold. I can wear flannel shirts. You will regardless. It's better than those cowboy shirts you don't like I wear. Either way, I, I don't have any preference. I mean, they both have equal angles on, on taking uh, Edward's digs on them. I think I look good. I know. Bobby and I have talked about that. Yeah, and I don't take any fashion advice from you and Bobby. Hey, I don't wear white New Balances. I don't either. <laughs> so, want to let you know before we get started, today's episode is sponsored by CassCartel.com. Get your favorite spirits delivered directly to your door with cascartel.com. They have vodka, they have gin, they have whiskey, bourbon, Amaro, tequila, mezcal, whatever it is, they have it. Go ahead and check them out. You could be sitting on the comfort of your own couch, realizing that you're running low, realizing you need to stock up. They have all the stuff you like. Go to cascartel.com, get it shipped directly to your door. They're like the Amazon of the spirits industry. They're not actually selling it themselves, but they are hooking you up with people that do sell online and that will send it directly to you. Zeke, you can also find them on Instagram at cascartel. They're always doing things to give away samples to their followers. Go ahead and visit them at cascartel.com or at cascartel on Instagram. They are changing the industry standard. Also, 
want to let you know that December 6th, we will be at the Holiday Spirits Shindig over at the factory in Franklin, put on by Events Hatched. It's going to be a good time. It's a Friday night. We're going to love it. Cocktails and food and all the stuff that Events Hatched has put together. We always enjoy doing events with them. Go ahead and find that. Get your tickets now. Also, December 13th and 14th, it is going to be Tennessee Whiskey Christmas. It is a Tennessee Whiskey Trail and L5 Foundation event that we will be a part of. Everything is going to be benefiting the VA in Nashville for cancer patients. L5 Foundation, what they do is they give a lot of money for the incidentals, the food, the lodging, the clothes, the the gas cards, all the things that cancer patients, you might not realize it, but the VA in Nashville is one of only three hospitals that offer stem cell treatment for cancer patients. And they got to be here for like four months when that happens. So they got to buy food, they got to buy gas, all that kind of stuff. That's where L5 comes in. It's going to be a really cool thing. Dinner Friday night, there's going to be seven chefs cooking directly at your table and then a concert by John Rich. There might be a fun little auction going on too. And then Saturday is going to be more your traditional whiskey event where all the distilleries and the Tennessee Whiskey Trail are going to be passing out their stuff. At what increments on this auction are we going to see like your snap shirt come off? Oh, I mean, I'm going to be wearing a suit. But what about the dungarees? I'm going to be wearing the suit. But I mean, if you give thousands, I'll do the truffle shuffle. Although speaking of the, the, the dungarees on the way down here, I did see that Duluth Trading has some kind of outpost or something in Franklin. Yeah, they got a new store. Uh, I figured I figured you'd be on the up and up about this. I just want to know if you've already talked to them about, you know, like sponsorship or, uh, you know, ads and whatnot. I mean, I, I think you could be the new face of Duluth Trading. I do love Filson, but go to www.tennesseewhiskeyweekend.com to get your tickets to those events. And I will be heading down to Duluth and trying to hook something up. I think you look good in their britches. <laughs> Anyways, we are drinking Broken Barrel Whiskey tonight. Otherwise, you might have seen them before as infused spirits. But what they do is they take lightly aged whiskey and infuse it with quote unquote broken barrels. After six months, they place the spirits in a steel tank and add wood chips from other barrels to kind of enhance the aging process. We have the... I think stave's a better word than chip. No, they do staves and chips. They do staves first and then chips later. Oh. So it's like even smaller staves. Is that because the barrel's broken? So the chip kind of splinters off? I don't know. You think like they kick it and then <laughs> however it falls. Well, I mean, like I was reading the thing earlier and it, it says, you know, that they're selected specifically and then hand broken so i don't know if the the barrel is not the same size and a full-size stave wouldn't fit i don't know but it's hard to break it by hand well i would think i mean like bo jackson over the leg <laughs> either that or they're, they're letting people get their black belt by breaking up these staves there you go now they gave us three <laughs> who was your favorite ken or ryu I was always Mortal Kombat. I didn't play much Street Fighter. Really? Nope. But I was a Sega kid. I didn't have Nintendo. I did have Sega myself. I loved uh, Joe Montana's NFL Football 94. I still remember ACABABB. That's the blood code for Mortal Kombat. Oh, I just remember in pharmacy school, you spelled abacadabba down the page and voila. 
and you and somehow you became a doctor. Hey, man, the secrets to life, right there. So, want to thank Infused Spirits for sending over three of these. They sent over the Mizunara, the Isle of Pete, and the Cask of Amontillado. Oh no, hold on, I, I know Amontillado, Amontillado. No, because two L's makes a Y. It's Spanish. Well, this is English. I know, but it would be a Montiato. I like a Montelato. Again, I have to teach you how to pronounce words correctly. They didn't provide no pronunciation with this stuff. I don't even know what a Montelato means. Bond and Lillard. I mean, I've heard of Pete and Mizanura. Moon salt. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Anyways, so the Mizanara is a artisanal whiskey blends American corn with Japanese Mizanara oak staves. The mash on this is 6% Kentucky rye, 86.5 Indiana corn, and 7.5 Kentucky malted barley. Very unique. Very unique. The Isle of Pete is a curated combination, one-year-old wheat whiskey and one-year-old single malt blended together and matured with charred oak staves from Isla Scotch whiskey barrels. The imported staves are broken by hand, carefully selected, and submerged into the blend and aged for a minimum of 30 days in a warm, dry environment. Broken by hand. I told you. I know. You did say it. You did want this back, this cheat sheet they gave us. You wanted it back because you had things you wanted to bring up. The mash on this is 45.5% Indiana malted barley and 54.5% Indiana wheat. It's 110 proof. I should mention the Mizanara is 100 proof. And then the cask of Amontillado is, this is interesting. I love reading the marketing on this, but the classic tale told by Edgar Allan Poe of deception and vengeance is resurrected by this union of 12-year-old light whiskey and 5-year-old corn whiskey for an exclusive blend. Finished with the distinct taste of the ancient Amontillado barrels. This whiskey embodies Poe's sinister story, delivering killer flavor that is reminiscent of a cool, damp, dark crypt, rich with an earthy, fruity, and semi-sweet flavor. Yeah, you really scared people. I know. I, my normal voice scares people more. It's 95% Indiana corn, 5% malted barley, and it is 110 proof. If you want to scare people, you should go with the Mickey voice. No, I'm not doing that tonight. The MSRP on these are 50. Zeke, I don't want to spend too much time because we have three of these, but let's kind of go. I kind of gave my general thoughts on each one, but you know, you tell me how you want to take it. That's fine by me. I think we can kind of roll with it. Um, we did very lightly taste these before just diving in. I did lean back. We, we figured this would be a fun uh, off-the-cuff type show. Starting with the Mizanara, I'd say looking at it, that mash bill is unique. Across the board, I would at least assume for the most part, these are all MGP random mashes they're pulling. Uh, but, you know, 86.5% corn, that that's up there. Yeah. Super low rye, malted barley 7.5. I guess that's somewhat normal for folks. But definitely an interesting blend they chose to go with on this. And... The other two, it shows an age statement. This one, it didn't, which at the end of the day doesn't make the biggest deal. But part of me still just wonders, all right, how old was this? I would say for me, 
you know, nosing it, the Mizanar is there and it's not overwhelming. I haven't had a ton of this stuff. I know Taconic did one that we say. I've, I've, I've been uh, visiting that one. You better save some. There's going to be at least an ounce left. Yeah. You better save more than that. But I'm going to be calling Paul and say, don't send him to Zeke anymore. (laughs) But from that, I will say I at least can pick up on the nose what that oak tends to impart on the juice, at least in my opinion. But it's not overwhelming, I guess. But at the same time, I don't really get any other aspects of the whiskey. This one for me, at first, everything I got was campfire. I almost just got a smokiness to it. And I almost thought that like... I think it's because it's sitting next to the PD one. Well, no, I, I was wondering if there was something there. The taste, I still got campfire. If you let it sit out for a little bit, that's where the sweetness will come through. Because now when I nose it, I do get a lot of sweet characteristics. But at first, I got campfire, roasted corn, a nice lingery finish. But it was something I was just thinking like, man, this is one you want to have by a bonfire you know, or or a fire pit fire right outside your back deck, and well, I wonder about roast marshmallows. The proof too, because this one's a hundred, the other two are one ten. So I got to feel like somebody was tasting it and doing something. This one's one ten. I think the Pete's one hundred. No, I have it in front of me. Oh well, that's what happens when you take my sheet. Well, then I can read. Okay, I told you, abacadabra, got me a degree. <laughs> Damn son. But to me, what was interesting is I feel like normally when you get lower in proof oaky back end seems to shine more and more and whatever sweet pops on the front dissipates first but this is still in pretty well balanced and check but i feel like that's got to be from it was such a high corn mash and and to me there's little flashes of sweet in kind of the front and the middle uh but for the most part it just really represents the mizanar to me yeah but it's not overwhelming i think folks that like bourbon and whiskey would find and also like some of the Japanese stuff. This would probably be in a pretty good wheelhouse, especially at fifty bucks. Yeah, that that's I mean, the thing is Japanese whiskeys, at least the ones I see on the shelf, ain't cheap. No, <clears throat> I mean most of the the ones that you'll find, the Habiki, the Nika, the things like that, they're all gonna be over fifty. Mm-hmm. So I'm not triple digits. If you want to try something new and, and kind of get into that Japanese a little bit. I mean, I would recommend this for a bourbon drinker that's thinking about kind of venturing outside of bourbon and getting into Japanese and things like that. Or if you just like a change of pace, I mean, for 50 bucks, you can't go wrong. And this is one of those ones that I would say buy because if you go to a bar, the amount you're going to spend on it at the bar, you might as well just buy a damn bottle. Yeah. I mean, it came with official tasting notes. Uh, it says nose, walnut, pear, toffee, and cherries. Taste nutty, toasted bread, sesame, and pepper. Finish molasses, leather, lasting charred oak. I don't necessarily pick up a ton of those. To me, I, I get undertones of a, a somewhat younger, heavy corn whiskey, but sweet corn, not young, hot, off-putting. And then again, just you know the, the level of mizanara that's there throughout it. From the few times I've been at stores and had tastings of, of Japanese whiskeys and they had stuff featuring this, to me, this is a pretty darn good representation of that. Apologies for lack of, of better descriptive notes, but I think anyone that's tasting any of the Japanese whiskeys or anything finished in Mizanara, you're going to have an idea of where this is. And at, at 50 bucks, 
I definitely if would recommend it if I had someone that was looking for a product in that space. Agreed. Let's move on to the Isle of Pete. No, nah, my grocery ain't got that. Oh, I, I skipped that one. <laughs> you know, it's like when they tell you, you know, you stick to the outsides and that that's how you stay healthy. We can't get Isle Zeke. Of Pete must be in the damn middle of the grocery. We can't get Zeke to venture anywhere near Scotch. If he just gets anything Pete to his nose, he kind of um, goes away from it. And I'll, I'll jump on this one because I do drink Scotch and you don't. It's like it's trying to be an Isla whiskey, but it's not quite there. It doesn't have that, you know, it, it, I don't get the smoke. I somewhat get the scotch taste a little bit, but it's less pronounced. It's muted. I don't get the smoke for this one. I am going to say there's plenty of other scotches you can get for 50 bucks that are going to give you the taste <laughs> that you would want. So oh. this one is the one that I kind of passed on. I'm even more confused about, you know, the selection of the juice. The Mazanara doesn't give an age. The next yeah. one does. But this one was a one-year wheat with a one-year single malt. And, yeah, some single malts can be good in a couple of years. Uh, Stranahan's, other folks, they've got, you know, single-grain malted barley at, at a young age that, to me, is good. But I just wonder, you know, assuming they had the, the portfolio that, MGP has available one year product was the, the best they could come up with unless they just really wanted to see how much flavor that stave was going to impart on young whiskey and just totally hey will this completely you know mask and neutralize everything else that's in there at least to me I, I think the component that is the stave in this has got to be you know like what 90% or something. Well, and it's a crazy color on it, too. I should just add that I've never seen a whiskey come out that color. But I don't think we have to talk about this one too much longer. I mean, Zeke does not like anything peaty. I think it's just a muted version of an Isla. And I mean, uh, uh, we'll say according to this, it did get double gold at the San Fran Spirits. Cool. Let's move on to the cask of Amontillado. That almost sounds like a car. It's Amontillado. That or something from Taco Bell. Yo soy Amontillado. What did you get on this one? Now, this is a Spanish wine cask. Well, see, I didn't know that, being the somewhat less polished person I am here. Hablo un poquito español, pero es muy mal, lo siento. <laughs> Como se llama? Asshole. <laughs> you, you always say that one. <laughs> <laughs> a true story. I laughed at this in a few different regards, and they're honestly nitpicky. I think it's probably the science coming out. A union of 12-year-old light whiskey and 5-year-old corn whiskey. Well, it came from MGP, and their light whiskey, I thought, was 99-1. 99 corn, 1 barley. Then it <laughs> says the mash bill is 95-5 of corn to barley. But I still understand why one's a light whiskey and one's a corn whiskey. Because I think if you put everything together and the mash just as you're blending it and then you're going to have a mash bill there, it still is a percentage mash bill, right? So you could have a lot of... But if the light whiskey's 99.1... Maybe it's 95.5. Was the corn whiskey higher on the barley? You think a corn whiskey was all corn? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, these are these are life's big questions. I'm telling you, another thing I was really intrigued by was it says the color is 
Apothecary Brown. I don't know what Apothecary Brown is other than, <laughs> well, that time of the day for me. <laughs> you had to go there. I'm just saying. I, Charmin's going to hook me up one day. I think if you're describing browns, you need to stay with woods like mahogany, cedar, oak. Like what is Apothecary Brown? I don't know. An apothecary is a pharmacy. I know. I know that. <laughs> I do know that. What do you think of this? I definitely got more of a wine finish, but I got a little bit of corn in there. You know, so it was sweet and fruity, but I did get a little corn. It's not a youthful corn, but the corn is pronounced. Yeah, I mean, this is all light whiskey, which is starting to become a little more relevant in some places. Oh, man. Some of the light whiskey we've had this year has been incredible. Yeah, you know, both, uh, you know, Barrels and Brews and Elixir, they've done picks with Backbone. Uh, I've seen some other places do them. Uh, some other folks sourcing it out and, and getting the stuff out there. Honestly, I think the sweetness of the wine complements the light whiskey very so that, nicely. That's where I was going to say, honestly, was I didn't know what Montalato was. And I tasted it, then read the description, then read the tasting notes, which uh, all aspects of this mentioned wine at some point in the supplied tasting notes. And that's when I kind of put you know two and three together and said, all right, <laughs> clearly this is some type of wine barrel. Uh, but with that, I, it bumped up on the respect for me of simply very few things that I or, or we, I think, even liked that were wine finished. But I, I think this actually is a really good complement and a you know, synergistic relationship. Yeah, I'd buy this one. Yeah, you said all three of these are 50 bucks, right? Yep. I'd buy the Mizunara. I'd buy the cask of Amontillado. And then I'd probably pass on the Pete. Yeah, my grocery cart's not going down that aisle, but uh, I mean, I, I think it's very interesting branching out. Some people are still turned off by staves and the whole unnaturalness to it, I guess. Uh, be that as it may, we'll, we'll keep an open and honest mind. I, I think Broken Barrel, if, if you like Japanese whiskeys and you like bourbon, this is right in your wheelhouse. It ought to be. You ought to try something new. You and, know, if you want to try something new and, and you're sick of the same stuff that's coming out all the time... I, you know, give these guys out of Las Vegas a try. And if you're, you know, into wine, also enjoy bourbons. This Amontillado, I, I think, is a very nice touches of, of sweet. And the red wine that's there is very subtle. It's enough to like barely taste it, but you don't get that drying at the back that to me is always the most off putting is either it at least always hits me at the back, if not throughout the tasting almost. And, it seems to be a better mix, I guess, for lack of better words, because sometimes I feel like you taste the wine and then you taste the bourbon, but you don't get them together. Yeah. This this flows pretty well. So say it with me. Amant. Amant. Tiado. Tolado. <laughs> Luckily, I translate that northern shit you speak. <laughs> That's not northern shit. <laughs> Go order a fajita. I am honestly surprised, though. I mean, the one that got the double gold was the Isle of Pete. Amontillado got a silver medal, and Mizanar didn't get Jack. I'm surprised that one didn't get Jack. Yeah, I mean, the profile of that wood is very interesting. I, I think normally we always think of like the French limousine stuff is imparting more, better flavor, or more known flavors. I think this Mizanar takes it. I mean, 
I like it, it. It, it. To me, I would almost be hesitant to use it though because it's so strong. I mean, it, it's one of those things where if it's in the room, everybody knows who farted. <laughs> it's not surprising to me that our friends over at Taconic were at the forefront of things like this that you don't see a lot of Mizunara, and then all of a sudden Taconic came out with it. I'm seeing this infused spirits, the broken barrel whiskey. Well, it's sitting on some Mizunara. Arthur? Drew, yeah, Drew told us that. Oh, yeah. He just, you know, they cost so much. <laughs> you got to let it age long enough to get your money out of the barrel. Oh, I know. I think he said they do one or two a month, though. That's pretty crazy. I seem like that was the right number. I'd be interested to see what they come up with. And then we should have asked, I didn't even think about it, but like what mash is he putting in there? Is he putting in OG or is he putting in? I don't think anybody asked that day. No. It's a question we are going to have to figure out. But anyways, I'm a buy on the Mizunara and the Amontillado, and I'm a pass on the Pete. What about you? Same. I'll say I'm a buy with an asterisk of if that's, you know, the space you get into is kind of, you know, your side piece. <laughs> if you like bourbon and you also like to dabble in Japanese whiskey or inversely the way around. Um, and then also with the Amontillado, if you know, you're a big wine guy and dabble in bourbon or vice versa, this is a, a good marriage between the two and uh, a happy family, so to speak. Well, thank you guys over at Infused Spirits and Broken Barrel Whiskey for sending this over our way. It was fun to try it. want to let you know that all of our glassware was provided by distilleryproducts.com. If you are in the industry, you probably already know about distilleryproducts.com because you're using it at your distillery. If you're not, reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with distilleryproducts.com. They provide the best pricing, the best dang pricing on Glen Cairns I have ever seen in the industry so far. And you got to get them wholesale. You got to get a bunch of them. But it's not a bad thing. If you own a distillery, you're going to want that amount. If you are a bourbon club, you are going to want that amount because everybody in your group is going to want two or three glasses. Go ahead and reach out to me. I will get you in touch with them. Reach out to them at distilleryproducts.com. They also have the Tua glass, the neat glass. They are the only place in North America that will wholesale engrave the neat glass. They have decanters. They have all sorts of other good stuff. Go visit them for your glassware needs, distilleryproducts.com. Zeke, people can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. We are on wherever you download your podcasts. Listen to us, leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Where else can the folks find us? Hopefully online Mario Kart gaming soon. Heck yeah, I'm in. Cheers. Ciao.